Hello and welcome to our show, Film Talk with AJ Dean. I'm AJ Dean, your host, and I have the over-the-top, incredible, wonderful, and perfect co-host with me, Paul Votto. Hey, Paul. Howdy. You scared me for a while. I thought maybe I'd been replaced. You said all those nice things. I didn't realize that all those things were about me. I was like, oh, no, they've changed co-hosts. But uh, <laughs> no, do you like my new nails? I just want to say, do you like my new nails? I love them. Look at all that glitter, man. That is fantastic. I, I'm going to have to, you know, it's about time. Uh, I need a, a Manny and a Petty. So, so maybe our, with our guest, we can meet somewhere and just go get Manny Petties. Let's do it. Speaking of fabulous guests, we have Aaron Phillips in the building tonight, actor, show producer, host, and author. And let's give him a super warm welcome. Hey, Aaron. Wow. So happy you're here. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing very well, Paul. I, I Homie doesn't do pedicures. I got ticklish feet and I don't have nails on the fingers. So sorry. <laughs> but I'll meet you for lunch, though. We can do that. Even even better. I'm right next to Casa Don Juan. I shouldn't give give away my address, but no, yeah. But I, I know where you are exactly, so we're good. Anyway, but thank you. Yeah, AJ, listen, this is great to be here. <laughs> you know what's unique for me after 16 and a half years behind the microphone? I always ask the questions. Answering them gets a little tougher for me because I'm not used to this side of the microphone to answer them. So I will do my best to uh, do well. You're going to do great, Aaron, and it's such a pleasure to have you on. You know, um, you're in film, you're in media, um, being a host and a producer, and uh, you you do your own show. So you're into film. You do your own editing and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And you are host of uh, it's a talk show, yep. Aaron's Hour with Aaron Phillips. There it I is, love right that. There. Check out that beautiful T-shirt. We're going to ask him if uh, if he sells those for uh, some of his fans at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, and via Go Vegas app. Is are those shirts available? Can people buy them? They they are available. Um, they can go on to uh, Aaron'sHour.Vegas. I have. I'm putting this one up on the site. I ordered just some samples, but I do have. A couple of shirts up, including my closing line that I say at the end of every show, which is be kind to everybody. Why is that? We're all we have. Yeah. And I've been saying that for years. That's up there. I got a couple other things, but I appreciate it. It's going up there. It'll be up there very soon. But if anybody's interested, you can always email me, get me through the website. And I've got a couple here in my office somewhere. I can always send some out. So Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much, Aaron, for that. Yeah. And um, also, I wanted to talk about actually, Paul, did you want to say something? I want to throw the mic over to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was going to say uh, triple XL oh. and save the postage. I'll be right by to pick it up. Excellent. I got I got you covered, dude. I got <laughs> Thank you. you, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> love it. Love let's it. Let your, listen, let's let your audience know, folks, this this is why in my book, I share off live cameras, live microphone stories, because we all know during commercial breaks, the best conversations happen. So first time I'm meeting Paul, ladies and gentlemen, and we go to find out we live about a mile and a half from each other here in Vegas. OK, how's that for a small word story? So <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. 
who would have known? You know, that's what this show is about, bringing and connecting great people together. And, you know, I love doing that. And I know you both do as well. That's mm -hmm. part of networking and being friendly. And and your motto, it goes along with your motto, Erin, um, being kind to everybody. So yeah. let's just dive into it really quick. I want right. to uh, focus a little bit about what we have on your second screen here. Screen here. Right. We've got um, your talk show poster, Erin's Hour. Erin. Yep. Phillips live. Tell us about that. And how did you get, come up with that idea? Um, well, one thing that didn't hurt is the title was very easy considering it's my name. So that made it very simple. <laughs> um, I've been behind a microphone for well over 16 years and I'm a member of the Las Vegas Entertainers Hall of Fame. And my shows are designed to be entertaining, fun, silly, goofy, informative. However, in 16 and a half years, there are two topics that I don't ever, ever, never, ever talk about publicly and i bet the two of you can guess what they are religion and politics you got it each of you got one of them correct why number one because i hate pissing people off number two <laughs> um ask what happens to you know rush limbaugh may rest in peace ask him what happened once he got labeled something when he made an opinion all those years ago so i mean my job is to entertain i i want to put people in the best spotlight but yet having a fun time doing it. And so this is actually Aaron's Hour 2.0. I did an Aaron's Hour on K-Shop here in, in uh, Vegas years ago. And um, I ended the show after six months because of some personal reasons. And um, I was doing a show prior to Aaron's Hour called Twin Brothers from Different Mothers with Neil Portnoy, if you guys know who he is here in town. He's a uh, character artist. Uh, anyway, very well known. You can look him up. And so at that point, it was just time. He had other projects and I wanted to can you do it, continue doing things on my own. And so I ended up just creating this show, basically continuing the same style format, um, entertainer, singer, business people, uh, things that really I think my audience would find interesting. And so last December, I kicked it off on my own and I'm having a blast with it. A lot of people love it, enjoy it. I'm getting anywhere between 60 to 70 to 75,000 views a week just on Facebook. My shows there, thank you. My shows there are live on different platforms at the same time, but I'm very proud of the growth of the show. And and it's just, it comes natural. You know, I mean, it's not about me when I bring people out. It's like you guys, you know, it. yes, AJ, it's your show. You got Paul as your co-host, but you know, you really your guest is who you want to spend time with. And that's kind of what I do. It's not about me. It's about my guests, just like it is for you. And thank goodness it's been a formula that works for my show. Absolutely. We love that. We are this, we're family, Aaron, you, Paul, and I, we all love promoting people, yep. talking about them, giving them a highlight and a spotlight because time is the most precious gift. And we want to encourage entertainers and artists and keep it going. We want their name out there. And th so thank you so much for doing yeah. that. Especially in Vegas. You know, yeah. we, all know, we all know what happened in Vegas during the pandemic and all the for entertainers, the smaller showrooms got shut down, less and less venues, but that means they had to work harder to stay relevant during that time. And look, one of the things I'm most proud of in my career is during the pandemic, I never stopped doing my show. The studio I work out of is a small studio, two, three, four, five people maximum. And every week during the pandemic, I was determined to make sure that we provided that one hour a week on a Saturday of a diversion from all the stuff that was going on that were getting people frazzled. And um, we, I did that, we did that, and I'm very proud of that accomplishment. 
I'm proud of you too, continuing through COVID. Bravo, bravo and brilliant. Thank you. And Erin, and I just wanna to touch real quick. I know it's on hiatus, but Black Tie Vegas, the second picture on your screen here, your second screen, you're there with Ron Garrett and Lou Gazera. This was a beautiful show. I used to tune in. It was so much fun. It was the traditional, it was like the Rat Pack type of um, show. And I hope yeah. that comes back. How is, hi, Ron. Hi, Lou. We want to give a shout out and say hi to you both. How is that? And tell us about what happened. Well, it, it's a show that had the purpose, as you can see, we we actually dress up pretty nicely. We looking at that, that picture. Um, and the, the idea was really to put Lou in the spotlight. He's the star. You know, he's a great entertainer, singer extraordinaire. Um, a lot of people know him from the cruise lines. And so the concept was really to kind of bring back that old aura of Vegas when you used to dress up to go out and you had the red cattle, you know, ropes taking people and um, really was all about that. And, and Lou also wanted to do some different things. Lou wanted to do interviews. Lou wanted to kind of do this as something to help sharpen his skills, something that he can add to his resume. Ron and I were just there really sort of like his, his dual Ed McMahon's. I mean, just to kind of you know, in and out of breaks, help tie the show together, that sort of thing. And uh, listen, now that life is getting back to somewhat of normalcy, Lou is back on the high seas performing again. So that's kind of one of the reasons why the show yeah. is on hiatus. It's not stopped. It's not canceled. He's just out there on the high seas. And um, so we'll be moving forward. We'll be setting sail again whenever he's ready with his legs on dry land. So. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. And I know your fans out there are going to be happy to hear that too, because you're right. It was that touch of class that we all needed. And I looked forward to it. Um, the uh, presentation, your your outfits, how you spoke. Uh, you had great guests on there as well. And I loved the singing, the music. Oh. So thank you so much. Aaron. I, had the, I had the best seat in the house with Lou alone but when he would have other guests on like frank pizarro who was the lead singer of the platters for 10 years as an example um great entertainers and i had the front row david nickel is another one i sat there listening to these guys live i didn't have to pay a ticket to see these guys sing and perform it was such a wonderful experience for me now i can't sing or dance worth a lick However, to be there in the presence to see this was was a great honor for me to, to be there as they did their thing. I love it, too. I love the style. Don't you, Paul? Don't you love that style of old Hollywood and the Rat Pack? Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., just class acts. What do you say, Paul? I agree. I almost wore my Rat Pack shirt. You know, I have one that has uh, the Rat Pack right down the side, and it was it's, they're both black, so I was just trying to decide which one. And I knew, I, if had I known that you were in Vegas, I would have definitely worn the Rat Pack one because the very Vegas shirt. Now you were saying that Lou is on the high seas. Yes, is that uh, on the Strip because of all the recent uh, rain Rains? we've been having? <laughs> no. Well, you know what? Nowadays, you never know. But um, no, I, I think that would be the true seas. This we're trying to get all that water down to Lake Mead. That's what we're trying to flow it down to. How ironic is that, that the strip is flooded, but yet Lake Mead has run dry. It's like, what's going on? I did see an article today, however, that Lake Mead actually rose like this much. So wow. wonderful. It's going up like this much, but bodies and boats continue to be found. So you figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Incredible. Thanks, 
Incredible. Um, uh, Paul, did you want to say something else? No, that was it. I was just trying to make a joke. <laughs> okay. I love your, I love, we love your jokes, but um, we, we love them all. Um, Aaron, I did want to talk more about, cause you do, you do so many productions, TV yeah. and show productions. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about, you've got some fun productions coming up as a producer. Can you share with us what you've got coming up? Oh my goodness. Um, I produce, you know, more shows. I don't use the, the P word podcast. I consider my shows broadcast shows because when you say the word podcast, I think people think of a couple of people sitting around a dining room table with a soundboard, a couple of microphones and wind chimes as their background <laughs> music, you know, Ooh, you know, so I'm in a broadcast studio. So not only do I do three shows in the front of the camera hosting and co-hosting duties, but I produce shows in the back for people who want to do what we do. Um, my book, Cheap Plug coming up here, let my voice speak to you, just happen to have one handed by me in there. One of the things I do, first of all, I tell my story of my health transition but in that book i share little tidbits on how to do what the three of us do here and i do trainings for that and so i help people who want to launch a show who have never done it or even if they have and they want to kind of freshen up so i produce those shows um i do a couple of shows for a tv network called goldennetwork.tv where i'm actually believe it or not in front of the camera one is called keep talking which is like an improv kind of conversational show and the other one is called Life is Improv, ironically. And I do that show with my wife because we're married well over 30 years. And so we kind of share our stories through life of how road is not always straight and how we tell our funny stories. And we share information about our, our both of us went through a, a weight loss transition. And so mm-hmm. I do that in front. And now, as I was sharing with you, AJ, before Paul popped on, I actually finally have my first movie credit. I'm so excited. Congratulations. Tell us about it. You know, it, it's funny. It's, it's, a, it's a movie um, called Live Escape. It's based like in an escape room or, you know, it's like a hospital. There's all kinds of different scenarios. So I'm away in Tucson a couple of weeks ago and I get an email from Joe, who I know here in town, we do CrossFit together. And I, you know, I've been hocking him. Yeah, I was like, hey, Joe, when you got something for me, let me know. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm in Tucson. Thank goodness I traveled with my laptop because I had to do my shows from from there. He says, I need a voice for a police officer sergeant on the radio trying to get his officers. So he says, can you do it for me? I said, well, sure. Send me the script. I got my laptop. I'll do it from. So it was like six easy lines, like over a couple of scenes. And so I'm I'm getting credit for that, which is my first one. You know, thank you. And it's, and it's, it's interesting because growing up, you know, I never thought I would be doing this to the level that I am. I hoped I would, but I saw myself, I was 354 pounds back four or five years ago. And I saw the great comedian actor, Dan Goodman from Roseanne fame back in the day when he was a big man. And I said to myself, if he could do it, I could do it. All right. Then a gentleman like Morgan Freeman, who at the age of 53, I believe it was, when he finally broke through with Shawshank Redemption, and it's been gold ever since. I mean, I'm in my mid to late 50s now, so I've been, I use those as my inspiration to stay at it. I'm hosting events in town for nonprofits, and I've got one coming, a big one coming up in October for one of the museums here in town. So I do the shows, but I'm out in front of people, and that's what I love the most. Like I said, I wrote the book, but the movie thing for me, it, I would love to do more, don't get me wrong. But 
the fact that I will have one movie credit if today is the end of my career, I at least have one. Mm-hmm. And that can be crossed off the bucket list. <laughs> uh, well, you're going to have two because I give an IMDb yes. credit here as well. So that I've got two for you. Two Excellent. Two, right? you got to get one before you get two. So I'll take it. <laughs> Amen. And Aaron, congratulations on your weight loss. But, but most important, it's how you feel. That's what it is. It doesn't really matter what weight anyone is. It's like their heart and how they feel. That's where I'm at. So how do you feel now? Well, I got rid of type two diabetes. I had stage two non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Thank goodness the liver is the only organ in the body that re- that regenerates. That's 100%. Got rid of sleep apnea. Got rid of high blood pressure. I went from 354 pounds to 215 right before pandemic. The COVID-19, however, has given me the COVID-20 that I'm working on getting back off, if you know what I mean. Um, but overall, I feel great. I do CrossFit three times a week. I mix it in with a, with a I love kickboxing class just to kind of shake up the body a little bit. But it's become a way of life for me because I don't want those illnesses back. I went from a 54 waist to a 36, 38, um, four or five X t-shirts to XL's worst case scenario. So from all of that, that's why I had to write the book because I wanted to inspire people to share what we learned. I don't want the lessons that I learned to be learned just because of a medical situation. So the things I learned, I tell the story in a way that people can use it as motivation for whatever they need it for in their life, which is something that I was very particular about in the book. So I feel great. I told my kids I'm haunting them till I'm well over a hundred degree, a hundred years old now. Um, and they were very happy to hear that coming from dad. So. That's awesome. And uh, I want to see your book in a moment, but over to you, Paul. Congratulations, uh, because it's never easy. I myself went through a a weight loss journey where uh, my joke was I was two pounds away from eating for free, you know, at Heart heart Attack Grill. If if you weigh over 350, you eat for free. Uh, I was, but realistically, I was probably already at 360, 370, but it doesn't work for the joke. Um, I started doing yoga and I'm, you know, I still, I'm like halfway there. I'm down maybe 50, 60 pounds. Okay. Uh, but I'd love to get down to where you're at, 215. So I'd love to read your book and Absolutely. get a little inspiration. And my goodness, we're, we're right here. We're a mile and a half away from each I was, other. I was going to say, instead of a shirt, if I don't have the shirt in, I'll bring an autographed copy of the book. But I do want to share with people, if they want an autographed copy, they just have to email me through my website, Aaron, uh, Aaron's or for everybody that likes to do the Kindle stuff, it's up on Kindle for like, I don't know, seven bucks or something. Let My Voice Speak to You uh, is the title of the book. I'm very proud of it. I had to use a ghostwriter because I knew if I sat down and wrote my own book, it would be about a two-page comic book. And so that's not really, you know, not very exciting. So, oh, that's great. How does that work? Do you uh, pay them a certain amount of money or are you, are you, partners in this how does and maybe this isn't the proper podcast or no. show to do it, no, but it I'd love to... yeah the way it works is is i find somebody who's willing to hear my story fortunately um the the uh, ghostwriter i used the person knew me i was friends with her husband and we were all friends and he was a former pro wrestler and i did a show at the time about pro wrestling which i still do on my network thoughts count anywhere cheap plug as you can tell by my background i'm a little bit of a wrestling fan anyway <laughs> His wife is a ghostwriter. They now live in Florida. So A, the fact that she knew me made it easy. But the real purpose for a guy like me about a ghostwriter, they can ask the kind of questions that pull stuff out of you that you 
Nuyum had somewhere ducked in the backpack here, but forgot about. And so they just yeah. asked me, asked me, asked me, asked me. I would just talk. She would record it or take notes, however she did it. I'm self-published. So every time she finished stuff, she sent it up. I had to edit it. My wife is an educator. So she edited my edit, which of course hers was always better than my edit, you know. <laughs> um, and then once it was final approved, then we went to print. We got a printer. Um, so I'm just really promoting it on, on social media. I've really not worked as hard as I should have to like get into bookstores and try to market it to the biggest stores. But I love consulting with people. That's why when all this started on social media, I made my story public. We get contacted, my wife and or I, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Can you help? Can we talk? Can we do this? I've sat down with people for three hours and I'm still great friends with many of them that that we've helped along the way. So for me, that's an added bonus because I get to help people directly live a healthier life. So when we meet, of course, we're going to meet over a salad, Paul. We're not going for like heroes and sandwiches. And although I'd love to do that, don't get me wrong. Um, so whatever, whatever you want to go for. But that's how the book came about. I'm very proud of that. And yeah, I mean, it is, it's easier to, I don't want to say it's easier. It's somewhat easier to get there than it is to maintain staying there. It's hard to get there, Paul. The fact that you said, what, 50, 60 pounds so far? Six, yeah, 60. That's, that's tremendous. There's no right timetable to lose it. When I, ha I had to have a gastric sleeve because I had these other illnesses where the doctor looked at me and said, hey, you need to lose weight fast. Otherwise, you're looking at a liver transplant because of how beaten up my liver was due to type 2 diabetes. So people say I cheated. You know what? It was a tool I had available and I had no choice to take, no choice but to take advantage. So you're doing it the right way. You're doing it slowly, methodically, in a way that you're comfortable. And you'll know when you've achieved the success that you want. The thing is, you keep working at it, working at it until you're ready. And that's that's the best. And I, seriously, off on a side note, if you need any support for any of that stuff, dude, you let me know. I'm right there. Wonderful. All right. Wonderful. Thank anyway, you. I digress. As always, you're very welcome. I want to see you get help. I have goosebumps. I don't know if your fans can see it. But, <laughs> you know, if it's a matter, look, I, I when I put the book together, uh, as I produce the book using the, the pr production word, if I were to just help one person with this, because I take, I talk about depression in here too. Uh, my mom has gone 22 years and I share, if I can help one person out of that book, then the book has done its job, whether I make money out of it uh, at all. Trust me, I haven't made any money on it yet, Paul. So I answered that question. But the fact that if one person, I do know of a couple of people that have read the book and it's made a difference, that's all I can ask for, so. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, that's, that's wonderful and you're right. Uh, and it's not about the money, but I, I'm the type of person that always wants to know the, the business side, the technical side. How can I do that? You know, and it sounds like that's what I would need, like a ghostwriter, because you're right. You know, the questions that they ask are not the questions that you would ask yourself. So that's well, wonderful. Because mine, mine, like I said, if I sat down and wrote it, it would be about four paragraphs long with a couple of character pictures. Thank you for coming. And that would be the end of my book. But when we meet <laughs> hey, for lunch, so Paul, I'll give you the I'll give you the dirtier details of, of everything involved. So. I'll share that with you. Anyway, we're going to talk about movies and shows, aren't we? But no, yes, yes. I, I did also want to ask about your yeah. your backdrop. I did see all those wrestling belts. Uh, could you t maybe tell us? Would you mind AJ if you told us yeah. a little bit about the history well, of those? Or sure. you know, yeah, absolutely. These are all WWE replica belts, um, except for see if I can do this the way the weather weatherman does it. This one right here in the middle, it, there's a big glare on it, but that one I actually had 
I should have thought about bringing it down. I actually had custom made because the big plate, I'm going to see if I can do this, right here in the middle actually has my Aaron Zauer logo in it. I had it custom made for my brand. The side plates actually have the old style microphones. The rest of these are all duplicates. I have some more over there that I'm going to just tilt my camera over. Amazing. And so these are all championship belts within the ice. I've been following wrestling since I was 12. Um, my first live event was in Madison Square Garden. And, you know, I take pro wrestling for what it is. It's a soap opera for guys. I know it's not real, but it's athletic. It's fun. And so a lot of these behind me are just replica of the actual championship belts that uh, we are and are continued to be used within um, the world wrestling uh, ranks right now. So uh, wonderful. And as you, as you can see, I'm a hat collector. I got autographs here. I mean, I, this is my den. This is my cave. This is where my wife says I will never set foot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And I love it too. It's theater, uh, yeah, really. Exactly. Right. And and we all love, I love theater. So I look at it as theater. So that is, yeah. that is amazing. And, and I um, commentary for a couple of the wrestling promotions here in town. So you talk about production and painting a picture with my words, describing what people are actually seeing to get them excited. I love that too. Great. This is great. Good to know, um, Aaron. Thank you so much. And so I am going to talk a little bit about now some of your favorite films, actors and directors. So let's talk about, you know, you so you recently did voiceover. Yep. Will you be wanting to do more of that? Absolutely. Um, I want to do more. I uh, For my shows, I tend to write the scripts for the commercials that are heard on the shows. And if I can't convince an owner or if I don't bring in a specific voice for a specific reason on the spot, I usually do the voiceovers. Um, so my voice is pretty much heard on just about all the spots. Um, so yeah, I, I do want to, I've done some in the past. I always say people to keep it simple. There's a reason on the front of my book is a microphone. Yeah. I, want my, I want my voice going into that as often as I can, no matter where I can. So whether it's an event, voiceover, radio, I'm blessed to be asked to come on a show like this. I want people to hear my voice because I think hopefully my voice makes a difference for some reason. So yes, I would love to do more voiceover. So if anybody out there watching needs some voiceover work or an old Jewish balding guy in the background, I'm your guy. Anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, they can contact you on Facebook, right, yep. Aaron? Or Instagram. Are you on Instagram? I'm on, I think it's a shorter list of where I'm not. <laughs> but yes, Facebook, you can look me up, Aaron's Hour Show on Facebook or Aaron Phillips. I have a couple of pages up there. Or again, Aaron'sHour.Vegas is my website for my show. You can always shoot me an email through there as well. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk about your favorite films and directors and actors. Um, what are what are your favorite films? What's your favorite film, first, first of all? My my all-time favorite. I have two. And it's so it's kind of my all-time favorite, but I have two of them. Um, when I was young, I saw Fiddler on the Roof, the original movie, Zero, um, uh, uh, Topol and Company. And being of the Jewish faith, obviously, it hit a little closer to home. But that made such an impact to me because of the, the nature of the story. But as a musical, my all-time favorite song in that is If I Were a Rich Man. And I actually oh. did that at my girl's bas mitzvah, <laughs> karaoke. So, um, so from that standpoint, um, that style. But, you know... I'm a huge Batman guy. So, mm -hmm. you know, the Christian Bale movie, Michael Keaton, when Adam West died, a national holiday should have been declared, by the way. Um, 
I love a league of their own. Not I, I just started watching the the TV series on on Amazon, but the the original movie, I still cry at the end every time the sisters hug in the Hall of Fame. Okay, um, so that's it. So I I I don't want to say I'm a genre person. It's like the music. I taught my kids how to like music from ABBA to ZZ Top, A to Z. You know, I do not rely on critics to tell me whether a movie is good or bad. I'll go see it regardless if it's something I want to see. Um, but Fiddler on the Roof, League of Their Own, give me a Batman movie, mm-hmm. except, for, except for the latest one, Robert Pattinson. That's a show for a whole, a whole nother topic. Those are the kind of shows. Oh, and any Jerry Lewis movie, Cinderfella. <laughs> I'm a huge Jerry Lewis fan. Yeah, have you guys seen Cinderfella? Long time ago, sure. Okay. Sure. So do you a remember? Classic. Do you right? So do you remember the dance scene where he dances around the princess when he's dressed as the prince? I did that to my wife at our wedding 30 some odd years ago. Okay. This is how nuts I am folks. So I like movies. I don't like thrillers or horrors because if I want to get that scared, I look at my bank account, um, suspense and mysteries. Give me a comedy. Give me a dramedy. Give me a romantic comedy. Um, you know, I want to, I want to suspend my belief in life to laugh or to love or whatever. And that's really the genre, the type of movies that I like. Awesome. That's so great, Aaron. We love that. Um, great, gr- great films too. Really, really great films. Um, and I like them as well. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, who would you like to act with? Who would I like to act with? Wow. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actress or actor? I mean, we have Paul Vato here. He's a fa- fantastic actor. Yeah, but I haven't uh, seen any of his work, though. Considering we've just found out we live this close to each other. I mean, I don't know if I can trust the guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can you can trust him. I oh, vouch yeah. for him. All right. That that means the world. Uh, my, my best work was uh, me photocopying my bottom on a Xerox machine and falling into it. You've probably <laughs> seen my work. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> bottoms up anyway um who would i like to act with if i ever given a chance my god um that's a that's a crazy question to ask because there are just so many i mean if you're talking comedy let, let's look at comedy for for what it is give me tom hanks if i can get a piece of a movie with tom hanks right now i don't care if i'm just carrying his golf clubs in one scene i don't care um tom hanks there and let's say on the lady side um sandra bullock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah gorgeous. she's gorgeous what guy wouldn't want to act with her absolutely even if it's just like sitting around on a couch doing nothing i don't care you know but those would be two people that like i said i don't do the horror things i don't do the thriller things but those would be and then my director to direct the three of us penny marshall oh yeah or carl reiner but penny marshall comes to mind first Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, um, I was going to say for the um, for acting, um, how would you like to act with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino or Sylvester Stallone? Wow. Um, I would probably say I would never say no to any one of them. (laughs) Because who doesn't go around ever since Rocky saying, yo, Adrian. You know, I mean, we all do that. You know what I'm saying? You talk, and then of course, you talking to me. You talk, you talking to me. So, yeah, I mean, look, any anybody like that genre, you'd be crazy to turn down. I mean, it, it would, it, like I said, I don't care if it would just be like 
waving in the background or something like that. But just, I'm a mark for superstars. I'm a mark. Now, I won't get giddy like in front of them, but I'll be respectful. Hey, my name is, thank you so much. It's great to meet you. Have a great day. And off I go. I met Lawrence Taylor, former NFL giant, uh, giant linebacker, great in Atlantic City years ago. I was so awe-inspired when he walked down the elevator. We happened to have been in the same hotel. And I said, Mr. Taylor, I'm a huge Giants fan. Thank you so much for your years. And we're talking. I just blew right by my floor. I just, <laughs> I was on the floor, third floor. Next thing I know, I'm like on the penthouse level with him. And I'm like, oh, this is not my floor. Thank you, LT. And I you know, hit the down button, you know. But I respect what people do in the industry. I'm not one of these people. Like if you were eating dinner, you know, and I would say to my wife, oh, look over there, there's Al Pacino and we're going to go running over. No, I would say, babe, there's Al Pacino. If if he's available, yeah, I would love to say, but if not, hey, you got to give him the space. You know why? Because they're people too. You know, they live a life. They, you know, so, but yeah, I, right now in my career, AJ, to be honest with you, I don't think I would turn down any role with anybody because I want to do it. I want to have those opportunities. So Unless it's a slasher movie, you ain't seen me in those kind of movies. I'll take any opportunity in anybody else's movie, given an opportunity. So Amazing. Well, you've got some great um, impersonations right here on this show. What do you say, Paul? I Yeah, you're hired. If I was doing something, <laughs> I would definitely uh, want to uh, have you in my projects. So it's amazing. It. Wonderful. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to now take it in a different direction. Okay. Would would you be interested in investing um, as a producer in movies? Are you open to that? Or would you be interested in directing uh, films? Let's talk about that. Wow. Um, why, you got something in mind? Uh, <laughs> I'm just putting it out there no, because I, I think I people well, are, you know, in, in today's line of uh, the film industry, uh, we wear so many hats, yeah. right, Paul? Um, we're producer, um, uh, director, casting, um, right. et cetera. So over to you, Aaron. I, I think from a financial standpoint, um, financially speaking, because I know most of the time it's millions of dollars that have to go into certain projects or you have much smaller independent projects that they don't look for that kind of investor, uh, that that big an investor, let me put it that way. So. I would probably say, yeah, I'd be open to listening to investment opportunities to clearly understand what the potential ROI would be. Now, my brain, because I'm a creative person like we all are, and I'm never going to sit here and tell you that I'm the Dan Rather of broadcast shows, but I think I have a pretty good idea. I mean, I am in a Hall of Fame for crying out loud. You know, yeah. that and five bucks, though, still only gets me Starbucks. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> I will always look at something saying, well, why? You know, why is that happening? You know, I, I the Tom Hanks movie uh, Big, right, where he was a kid that became an adult. If you remember the scene in the, the conference room where the other guy was talking about a skyscraper that turns into a robot. Do you remember what Tom Hanks's character first asked in that meeting? Tell us. Why? Why does that toy supposed to be funny for kids? Why? 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 It's like peeling back the onion. So yeah. I'll look at things. And I'll impart my, my two cents and say, well, here's a view from outside your forest. Because I'm looking at it as a viewer, maybe, not as someone in the middle. And those creative juices, um, I'm blessed to say, will always continue. And I'll, I'm like, well, 
why did AJ decide to do that? Or why did Paul do it that way? I want to find out, well, maybe if we, you know, and so I like that aspect as well. So, but it's two different, you know, the financial end and directing, producing, advising, whatever you want to call it is also another skill. And, yeah. you know, of the two, let me advise direct and input something. Um, and then second option would be investing financially if the piece were right and if I had the money. Very nice. Very nice. I love that. Um, you know what? We are. We have to start wrapping it up. I've had such a fun time with you, uh, Paul and Aaron. And uh, so we'll start with final thoughts. And final thoughts, um, over to you, Paul. Wonderful. I'm just so happy to meet uh, a fellow person from Las Vegas. And I really do hope that we get to get together for a salad. Yes. <laughs> I, normally I say to break bread, but I have a feeling we're not going to do much carb eating. Well, so as as it's, if it's whole wheat, we're good. Okay. Uh, let's get together and break some whole wheat bread. And uh, I, I can't, I can't wait to maybe even collaborate on something. I'd love to check out your studio. Uh, this is the extent of mine. And it used to be just against a blank wall, but I thought I'd doctor it up a little bit. Uh, I want to thank you, AJ, for, for making me a part of this. It's wonderful. And keeping up with the IMDB and all that. Uh, you've motivated me. I've got to get all my shows for Paul Vato Presents. And Aaron, I would love to have you as a guest uh, on Paul Vato Presents. We can get a little bit more deep into the technical stuff and finance okay. and things like that that I like to talk about. Okay. And uh, if uh, for those of you that uh, are watching this, please find me on Good Pods. Uh, it's a great podcasting community. And I've been a, a twice uh, a, a team pick twice already, and we're in the top uh, ten uh, comedy interview podcasts on Good Pods. So if you guys and we on Apple, we're the top in the top two hundred and fifty in Ireland. So I better learn some Gaelic, I guess. I be got a very nice for you. Let's go get some shillelagh, shall we? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, let's do it. <laughs> Well, I'm so proud of you, Paul, and congratulations, my friend. Okay, was, I'm not really... Wait, wait, what's that? Act? Was that Romanian? What, what are you uh, doing? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> Thanks for that. So I'm going to segue now over to, to Aaron. Aaron for final thoughts. Listen, final thoughts is very simply this. When I when I started my brand, I, my mission and idea was very simple. Chase <laughs> your dream. And that's kind of what's led me to where I am today. So my message to everybody out there is very simply this. Just keep going after what you have a passion for. If it burns in the in the gut, keep going after it. I want to be I look forward to being involved. And I'm going to let this folks look for these two to be a guest on my show. somewhere oh. online. OK. This Thanks. is why the community works so well. And then, uh, as I always like to say, closing out my shows, as I said earlier, be kind to everybody. Why is that? We're all we have, plain and simple. So thank I you. I love it. an honor and a guest to be here tonight with you guys. Thank you, Aaron. It's been such an honor and a privilege. And my final thoughts are, I've got an idea. Usually you, you put it on top of your head. But my idea is to always like Aaron said, be kind to each other and support each other. And let's love on each other even more. 
And that's my final thoughts. And I am sticking to it. So thank you both again for being here. Paul, thank you for your wonderful presence. And Aaron, good luck with your thank acting you. and your voiceover. It's going to be brilliant. Thank and you. until we meet again next time, take care and au revoir.